Hello again, welcome to another episode of the Iranian Market Minute. Today is Thursday, May 12th, and this is episode number 121. My name is Justin Hewn. I'm your host and the founder and publisher of the Uranium Insider Pro newsletter, the only investing newsletter that focuses solely on uranium and publishes on a regular monthly basis. As always, nothing that you hear or see in this podcast is intended to be investing advice. I'm not your financial advisor. This is not financial advice. Please always do your own due diligence when it comes to investing and always take responsibility for your own choices. All right. Um, another uh, very, very volatile day in the markets. Um, just there's, I mean, there's some people just getting absolutely blown up here. Um, not, not specifically in uranium necessarily, but um, we're seeing uh, a bloodbath in the cryptocurrency markets, which are very, very large markets. And certainly there's knock-on effects of that. And then of course the broad markets continue to bleed out. The NASDAQ is down huge year to date. Um, individual names within uh, the NASDAQ, within the S&P are down massive um, year to date. And all of these effects have knock-on effects. And again, uranium being thrown out uh, like the baby with the bath water with nothing fundamentally breaking down here in terms of uh, the thesis for uranium longs, but still we're seeing selling. And I'm going to talk very, very briefly in the mailbag section about um, why I can remain calm during these sorts of period of times that are very volatile, very difficult for most investors, especially new investors. Um, these resource markets can absolutely kick your butt. They can cause extreme uh, stress and anxiety, difficulty, in weathering uh, such drawdowns like this. And it's this exact volatility that makes these markets exciting and that can bring outsized returns to the upside. That volatility hits just as hard on the downside and we're in it right now. Um, so I'm gonna run really quickly through um, the mailbag section, or excuse me, the uh, daily scoreboard, the charts. And then as I mentioned, the mailbag section is going to be very, very short as we are putting together a bulletin that's going out to members within the next hour or two today that uh, we've spent a lot of time on today. So I think it's a very important communication. Okay, all right, so why don't we jump right into it? Uh, the daily sc scoreboard here, spot price of uranium slipping a bit more, 50-50 a pound mid-market. We're seeing uh, traders definitely take advantage of the absence of spot here, which has been out of the market on the buy side in terms of physical uranium for almost a month, um, just about four weeks here that they haven't really purchased uh, a meaningful amount of uranium. There's been 100,000 pounds here, 100,000 pounds there, but obviously they're not raising money in this environment being at a very, very steep discount, which again, yesterday was another record wide discount that we've seen since I've been doing this podcast, almost 16% discount to net asset value. Um, Yellowcake PLC out of London, another physical trust now trading at over a 20% discount to NAV. So clearly there's just extreme, extreme negative sentiment across all markets here and everything is getting hit very, very hard and uranium is no exception. Uh, turning to the ETFs, URA reported 410,000 share redemptions. That likely was from Tuesday's trading. URNM reported no changes in outstanding shares. Um, again, there's a one to two day delay. Typically, I think when I'm reporting these numbers, URA is a two day delay. URNM seems to be a one day delay here. Um, I definitely, based on the action today, I definitely think we'll see more redemptions coming out, um, possibly from yesterday as well. You can feel that flywheel effect when we see the ETFs dumping down uh, four, five, six percent on the day when the S&P is down just slightly. There was a bit of dip buying at the very end of the day, but um, you could you could definitely feel that flywheel effect hitting us in a negative manner from the ETFs. And that's the way it works. If the selling pressure on the ETFs brings their discount to NAV into a large and consistent enough 
level, then they will go ahead and sell their holdings and buy back shares and we'll see those redemptions. So 410,000 share redemptions from URA, 5.8 million in mandated selling. Um, like I said, we're expecting to see reports of more redemptions from yesterday, from today's trading. Most likely that is what we'll see tomorrow and in Monday's reporting. Um, all right, why don't we go ahead and look at the charts? All right, starting off with URA, by the way, I was corrected by somebody in uh, drawing up this Livermore accumulation cylinder by tracking the outside levels of these two pullbacks starting in March, again, in uh, October, November of 2020. Either way, we are still just below that lower trend line of this accumulation cylinder. Will this be an undercut low? Will we reverse higher? I don't know. That remains to be seen. We are now basically at the lows of January, which honestly... Judging by the sentiment and the, the feeling that's out there in the markets, um, I'm surprised to see, you know, when I look at the charts, I kind of, kind of it, it, it I'm taken aback by it because, yeah, this isn't pretty. There's nothing really great to say technically about this chart. At the same time, if you look at the sentiment on Twitter and just kind of the overall feeling in the markets right now and amongst investors, um, it, you would think that the charts were just a fishing line down to zero. And so we're sitting right at that, at the January, late January lows right now. It's another 8% move down if we were to hit the August lows of last year. And honestly, considering everything that has developed fundamentally for this thesis since August of last year, and we're just another day or two of bad trading from hitting that level, uh, things are getting very, very, very cheap in the uranium sector. Um, there's a great video, an interview with Rick Rule from Antonio from Resource Talks. He has a great YouTube channel. In fact, I will go ahead and link to that interview in the show notes here. And Rick Rule is, uh, he's kind of just the classic contrarian resource investor, right? He has great stories from his career. He's obviously been very, very successful. His, uh, you know, his classic story of a contrarian bet in the uranium space was that he invested in Paladin. This must have been 2003-ish, 2002, 2003, um, at 10 cents. And it pulled all the way back to a penny. Okay, so he was he was looking at paper losses of ninety percent. Now, did he add on that pullback? He did. Then, of course, Paladin famous, famously went almost to ten dollars in the run over the next three years. And um, you can just imagine now that you're feeling what an unjustified thirty to forty percent pullback feels like, especially the with it being influenced not by fundamentals whatsoever. Uh, simply, this is a risk-off liquidity crisis that is taking everything down with it. And like I've said multiple times, uranium has been no exception to that crisis and to what has seen selling during this uh, during this extreme period in the markets. But imagine what this feels like right now with this pullback, and think about going, you know, taking a chunky position at ten cents and having it drop to a penny, uh, seeing paper losses of ninety percent. Um, that's, that's astounding. That's astounding. And we're going to see something similar right now. The sector is very, very cheap that my confidence is very high that this is going to reverse. I'm not saying tomorrow, not even saying next week, maybe not even next month. We will have to see how things pan out. I'm talking years. We're thinking years here for this investment thesis, right? And so, um, what is going to happen when we take these paper losses down 30%, let's say you bought uh, in April or you bought in November of last year and you're down uh, from November of last year, this is about a 40% pullback. So we're down about 30% from April here. Um, and then what, let's say URA ends up going to uh, $75. 
and you end up five xing from here. That's significant. That's significant. That's nothing. Um, that's nothing out of the ordinary for a resource market. And these resource bull markets are unbelievably volatile. And so a lot of people are getting bucked off. I have to say, I am shocked by the steepness of this move. I am shocked at the outsized beta of uranium, but you know what? That's what happens in a very small market that in some cases traded trades very thinly. Um, there definitely have been rumors about funds that have I've been hurting from this sell-off that do have positions in uranium. That's possibly what we are seeing as part of the sell-off. Um, but certainly I am, I am shocked by the amount of hot money that was in this sector. Who knows, potentially trading off of expectations of Russian sanctions or something like that, that have just bailed out and have just hit, hit the bid uh, on their way out the door, hanging on to whatever they can. And you know what? That's fine. That's what makes a market, right? So here we are. What are we seeing on the RSI? the relative strength uh, indicator here. We are seeing an oversold level of, of 23. Now below 30 is usually considered oversold. And you can see on the pullback in January, we hit that 30 level. On the pullback um, last summer, July, August, we hit just past that 30 level. This is the lowest RSI since the COVID crash. And you can feel the similar sentiment, the sim similar amount of fear in the markets right now that we had during the COVID crash of March, 2020. There's a lot of fear out there and classically, what do we do as contrarians when there's fear? Uh, we get greedy. What do we do when, we, when there's blood in the streets? We buy. And uh, honestly, that's what I have been doing over this past week. So um, judging by the RSI, and again, I'm not saying I'm not calling a bottom here. Um, I'm not saying that we're going to reverse tomorrow or next week. But historically speaking, since this bull market began, when we re reached these levels of oversold on the RSI, this has historically been a positive area to enter or to add to positions. And that is exactly what I have been doing. All right, let's take a look at uh, the Sprott Physical Uranium Trust. Trading down uh, again pretty steeply today intraday with some strong dip buying at the end of the day. Now, with uh, uranium spot price dropping by, I think it was about $1.50 today, and spot uh, trading down a little bit less in terms of percentage, we did close that uh, discount to NAV Still very, very chunky. We're probably at 12, 13% discount to NAV right now. So clearly they're not raising any money, but I want to note again in the RSI here, very, very oversold. Um, the, the decline in the MACD, uh, which is the divergence between um, moving averages is very steep, very steep. Steepest we've seen really honestly since the start of this bull market for this vehicle. So uh, just something noteworthy to point out that things are getting very extreme here technically. And uh, while, while I'm saying um, I'm not calling a bottom here, technically speaking, I think we're closer to a bottom than we are to a top, <laughs> obviously. And maybe that's obvious with this type of decline. But um, I think that uh, these levels of oversold on the RSI are looking very, very attractive for entries. Lastly, let's look at Cameco. Cameco has been holding up better for the most part, making a higher low. We note this stock because, um, because of... Uh, it, how much of a sector leader it is, especially right now with what's going on geopolitically. This is a sector leader. Cameco did trade down on the day, however, not too steeply. Um, and still, we are making a higher high. This one, absolutely still within a bullish uh, Livermore accumulation cylinder. Uh, MACD, way, way, way down. Huge divergence in terms of the moving averages, uh, the 12 and 26 EMAs. And the RSI, way oversold here at 25 
Um, this is the lowest, again, the lowest RSI that we've seen for this stock since the March crash of 2020, over two years. So I think that, um, like, again, I've repeated it three or four times at this point. I don't think we are necessarily at the bottom. I'm not calling the bottom. But I do think that entries um, at these levels, uh, you, you would probably be pleased with uh, when we go out a couple of years as we expect for this uh, bull market to run. All right, so mailbag, very, very briefly, as I mentioned, we're working on bulletin. It's gonna go out to members shortly, so I wanna put my focus and attention on that. But um, I just wanna talk very briefly about um, how I stay calm during these types of markets, okay? Now, things would be different for uranium if this was selling off because there was a nuclear accident, if this was selling off due to some fundamental change for the setup and for the thesis. Absolutely nothing has changed. In fact, during the sell-off, I would argue that things have gotten bullish. What have we seen? We saw the April month end numbers for um, all of the elements of the fuel cycle make huge moves, big moves up. Yes, we're seeing the spot price slip, but that's fine. That's just kind of a short-term indicator anyways. We're looking at less than 12 months delivery on that. And although it is what investors tend to watch, it has far less significance on the health uh, and the trajectory of the overall market for nuclear, for uranium. Um, and for all of the elements of the fuel cycle. So during that period of time, the fundamentals have improved. We've seen South Korea come out wanting to uh, restart construction of their own reactors, wanting to build new reactors and want to export reactors. Um, obviously the situation in the Ukraine continues to expand, uh, let's say. I don't think that's reversing anytime soon. We're seeing this geopolitical realignment. Uh, we're seeing a very, we saw a very bullish Cameco uh, Q1 conference call where they highlighted a number of elements um, especially that geopolitical real, realignment that they mentioned. Um, you, you can you could sense how bullish the guys from Cameco are. So it's, you know, long story short, the fundamentals here are unbelievably strong and the sell-off is not due to that. It's due to some exogenous event in the markets. It's due to a liquidity crisis and selling off. Now that might not bring you any solace seeing paper losses or seeing your portfolio down significantly if you're just holding through this. But for me, that brings me great calm because I know that this is not coming from fundamentals. And I know that the fundamentals are so strong that this is an underlying, uh, the underlying commodity for this thesis is necessary and you know, it can't be replaced. So nuclear is a huge uh, contributor to global energy, about 11% of energy globally, 19% uh, last year in the U.S., and, um, it, and it's a growth sector and the underlying commodity is needed and can't be replaced. So um, this sort of sell-off, obviously it's difficult to sit through, but it's exciting. Um, it's exciting, especially if you have capital to deploy. And um, you know, I, I never have and never would recommend that, that anyone go all in with all of their investable capital to, to uranium. I don't, and I didn't, and I haven't. And I know a lot about this sector, okay? And I'm very confident and comfortable with this. This is just a very volatile market. And um, if, you, if you do have dry powder, this type of event, especially when you couple that with uh, a confidence in the setup here and a confidence going forward for the next couple of years and beyond for this sector and for this thesis, then this market should be getting you extremely excited and extremely greedy. And um, that's where I'm at. So hopefully that helps. Focus on the fundamentals, zoom out, and uh, we'll get through this. All right. Take care. Be well. See you guys tomorrow. Cheers.